It's not playing with Lex and Dan. I am Dan. I am Lex. I'm so glad you're here. Otherwise, I'm talking to myself. And boy, that's not really a podcast, is it? And I just feel like not playing with Dan is a... a, Sounds sounds bad. Too too soft a title. It it sounds like it's mean, too. It's like, oh, I'm not playing with that guy. I never mm. heard it that way, and now it's the only way I'll hear the title <laughs> You will the never no. unhear it, let me tell you. Well, this is, of course, the show where we watch movies that one or both of us has not seen, but that many people in the world have seen. And as Lex pointed out before we started recording, we have put ourselves in the interesting position of having to introduce episodes for movies that we have not seen. So tonight is a movie that we have not seen, and I'm going to tell you all about it, by which I mean, Lex, tell us all about it. <laughs> Well, so you haven't seen it, but I've seen it. So tonight's movie is, of course, A Few Good Men. So my question to you, Dan, is what do you know about A Few Good Men? Is this the movie about us? Besides you and me. (laughs) Yes. As always, we have one set of jokes. I'm not playing it like Dan. We just both make them. It's a timeshare thing. Uh, All right. Here's what I know. I know Tom Cruise is obviously continuing, and I will, at the risk of getting ahead of myself, concluding our Tom Cruise triptych. Jack Nicholson is in it. I know that. The famous exchange, of course, being, I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. It's a criminal... I didn't know you did such a good Nicholson. Thank you. Lex. Lex. You can't (laughs) handle the truth. No, I can't do a Nicholson. That's right. So, but you're saying it's a, a legal thing? Is that what you're saying? A military, yeah. It's like a military, like a, I don't know if it's a court martial or like an investigation into something. Oh, yeah. There's some other line in there about like, it's not the red line or something, is it? It's like, I don't, I the can't truth remember. handle, you can't. Yes. Yoda is also in it. Mm-hmm. And I. Can't handle the truth. <laughs> I can tell you, of course, that it was written by Aaron Sorkin, I believe, based on a play he wrote. That is correct. Famously alleged to have written the play on cocktail napkins while working at a theater uh, selling drinks. He would write it on napkins during act one when there was nothing to do. Yeah. Okay. I feel like the title is also an allusion to something. Is it like a Shakespeare quote or something? I don't know. That I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know anybody else from the cast? Uh, There are certainly people that I I just cannot bring to mind right now, but Mm -hmm. I know that I've read recently like, oh yeah, that person's in it, but I'm just, I'm blanking on it. Many Oscar winners in it. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. I mean, and I, of course, I mean, I feel like that courtroom scene is the one that gets played over and over and over again. That one particular exchange, yeah. obviously. But I'm kind of looking forward to knowing, like, what the rest of the movie is about. What can't he handle the truth about, Lex? I don't even know. So, most of the movie is, is Tom Cruise is in a quest for truth. And he he's confident he can handle it. And he's like, unless anybody tells me differently, I'm sure I can handle truth. I can and handle then, it. come to the end of the movie, he finds out he cannot. It's, it's a journey... <laughs> through truth uh, i i don't want to obviously spoil anything for you since you're about to see it i will say aaron sorkin and josh molina the actor began their long and fruitful oh. friendship when josh molina starred in the play oh, uh, and he gets a small bit role in the movie that's rough that's rough i feel like i love josh molina and i feel like it's rough having to go from i was starring in the play to well the movie's got tom cruise in it so i don't i i get a bit part <laughs> And then at the end of the movie, I believe Jack Nicholson says something about, he, you make me want to be a better man. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> yes. He says, all work and no play makes me want to be a better man. Uh, and then he dances with the devil in the pale moonlight. And it's really, 
Yeah. I've never seen The Shining, but I have seen and love As Good As It Gets. I have also never seen The Shining. I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah, I think it's too scary for me. Yeah, same. <laughs> We're wimps here on not playing. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do watch scary movies, but I don't I don't look forward to scary movies. I like movies that have some eeriness, but like the straight up scariness is sometimes too much for me. Do you know who directed this film? Uh, it wasn't me. Okay. Well, you will know. <laughs> and it's not Aaron Sorkin. And no. again, it's one of those things that if I were 10 years younger, I probably my brain would not have lost this information yet. <laughs> But it's, uh, oh, it's become sadly inelastic with time. What happens? All right. Well, I'm excited to get to watch as uh, I keep calling it as good as it gets all day. Mike. As good as men get. Wait, no. A my few kids good keep asking goods. me what I'm watching. And then I could not come to come up with the title. And see, I was like, ah, I could tell them all about the movie. I told them who was in it. Many more people than you mentioned. And I'm like, it's not a league of their own. It's not as good as it gets. And I could not get a few good men in my head. And I had to look it up <laughs> despite knowing even earlier today that that's what we were watching i had to look it up again i couldn't remember the title but i've seen it. i'm just disappointed that there are only a few good men i was hoping there would be more mm-hmm. yeah but that's just me i'm gonna uh, want more spoil there's, there's gonna be a few good women in this movie Dan. oh good i, just, I like I it. That's okay. i'm a fan i'm i'm here for it i'm having consumed a lot of aaron sorkin media i'm kind of <laughs> yeah. curious how this it's been a minute since i've seen it so i don't know how well but i know that like w- women matter in this movie in, in my recollection right it's also the tropishness stuff and we'll i'm sure we'll go into this afterwards like just like he has things that he likes to do and like mm-hmm. beats that he likes to hit and stuff like that and i'm kind of curious to see if that's an evidence here but he writes great dialogue i think that's my opinion i like his dialogue it, it, it surprises a lot of people who watch the west wing first in this movie that there's a whole mrs butterworth hotline <laughs> scene in this one but first of all i think you're thinking of the butterball hotline but i love the idea that <laughs> there's right. a mrs, mrs. butterworth hotline the butterball. like i the just butter- i cannot figure out how to work syrup <laughs> hit, yeah. hit me up yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i need a 1-800 no, number to tell me how to put the syrup on the pancakes <laughs> it puts the syrup on the pancakes or, or else it gets those haven't <laughs> seen it <laughs> too scary for you <laughs> a little bit <laughs> all right well we've wasted we've wasted time enough now and the only thing to remind all of our listeners out there is like what if they would like to watch the movie with us can they do that lex the good news dan is they can all they have to do is become members of the incomparable and maybe you've heard this pitch before and you're like i don't become members of podcast networks but maybe today's the day to change that opinion it's not difficult to become a member it's not even expensive to become a member you just go to the incomparable.com slash members there's multiple levels you can choose how much you want to spend do you want to spend five bucks a month do you want to spend 10 bucks a month you want to spend 20 bucks a month and you get all kinds of cool things by doing this you get bootlegs of episodes early you get to listen to our commentary track and watch along with us you get other stuff that dan knows about (laughs) yeah you get you there's like a whole bunch of bonus episodes that never get released or rarely if ever get released to the general public so you get to be an exclusive club plus there's a members only slack where you can hang out with all the other people in the incomparable community including many of the hosts so that's a lot of fun too and if this is a perk for you, they don't let me in. That's that's I've kicked him out four different times that he's tried to get in. It's just uh, some people. So go to the incomparable.com slash members. Check it out. Even if you think you're a person who doesn't want to do, maybe you are, because there's some great stuff there. there. We're not even the only commentary tracks there. That's a lot. There's a lot. We're the best ones, though. Yeah, we are the best. There's no <laughs> question there. Daniel, if I may call you Daniel, the same name that Tom Cruise bears. <laughs> it's uh, Lieutenant, please. I believe I've earned that respect. So, you have finally, after all these, low these 41 years. <laughs> I don't think that's how math seen, works. 
A few good men. Uh, also, this movie. <laughs> so tell me. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I, I got exactly what I expected, which was a, a Aaron Sorkin penned movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it delivers on all the great, like, the lines, the dialogue, right? The way that people never speak in real life, but right. is, is entertaining to listen to, right? I think that a lot of people who don't like Aaron Sorkin kind of knock him for his very stylized dialogue. But it's also, it's entertaining, right? Like, it's it's got... It's the way we all, or at least many of us, wish that we could speak, right? With our our witty comebacks ready at the tip of our tongues and just the ability to construct these elegant speeches. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I am okay with the stylized nature of it. I agree with you. What I find so impressive in this one in particular is... It doesn't feel like he was guessing. It feel like I don't know what research he does and how his process works, but like when you watch The West Wing, especially when you watch it as it originally airs, it seems like oh he must have all these things right. right. When you watch right. Sports Night, it's like oh he really knows how this works, and it really seems like he knows how this works. He like it feel it, it really seems like he knows everything, and it could have a million things wrong, but it just seems so good. I'm sure that anybody who is in one of those professions would be sitting there going, "That's not how any of this works," and the, you know what? Right. That belies the point. The point is. It's a film or a TV show. It's not intended. That feels right. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's you know, I've forgotten the word in English, but in French, you call it vraisemblance, which is just like it seems true, right? Like you want that yeah. element of just seeming like this is this is ripped out of it. And I think also part of it is that it carries you along, and you you don't worry about it as much, right? Like we were commenting a bunch of stuff in there, like I don't think this is how court works, but it doesn't really <laughs> matter because it's it's TV court, or a film court, whatever. It's just you you were caught up in the engagingness of it that i think the the fact that it may not be adhered because real court cases are mostly pretty boring i mean <laughs> i i think generally i you know i went of the times i've been called for jury duty i haven't even made it to trial and even just sitting through the beginning where they're like dismissing jurors and stuff i was like this is this is dull as paint drying right <laughs> nobody wants to watch that I have only had horrible jury duty experiences. That's a story for a different podcast. <laughs> I have sat on some truly horrible trials. But but what I was saying to you as we watched was first, you and I were, were pointing out sorganisms. And certainly, like you said, this, this movie has its fair share. Especially just not just characters who speak well, but characters who know everything right. and have memorized every fact. But I really, and this is probably the third, maybe fourth time I've seen the movie, but it's been years. I am really impressed with how well it holds up like it does not feel dated yeah you know maybe a word choice here yes, or there or sure. the cars you see but it doesn't feel dated it really feels like of the moment yeah i think most of it you could transplant you know with the exception of a few of the like like you said the cars the, the computer the good men the lack of cell phones yeah I, I think it's interesting too because it's a it's very much kind of a timeless theme that he's going with here right it's this 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 break between the laws and sort of the unwritten laws and also just wrestling with the nature of the military, right? Like the fact that you you want these people to adhere to a code and that they're supposed to be putting their lives down for something like a greater purpose, right? But also the fact that fundamentally what they do is arguably distasteful and morally questionable, right? Like that is a that is a struggle. That's a struggle that every I think nation has to deal with too. And this is a case in which it sort of gets put on display and especially in that last interchange between Caffey and Jessup is like 
I have to be here. I'm a necessary evil, essentially, is the argument that Jessup is making. And maybe not even that evil. But, you know, it's also being argued from the perspective of someone who is part of the same system and is trying to uphold a higher morality, a higher code to it. I think that's an interesting conflict to to examine because it's sort of like it's a it's a difficult question to answer right there's no cut and dried answer to that in this particular case obviously you you can talk about the things that went wrong and the things that shouldn't have been done but it does wrestle with the larger question of having to have that military there that's right i think that's exactly right and it's well first of all i would say that you know i i did some reading about the movie in advance of our watching Mm -hmm. and i was reading how the studio wanted Tom Cruise and Demi Moore to have a romantic subplot and to have really a love scene. And there are moments that are clearly hinted at and they do have a date. I was really glad they did not go there. Yes. And, but Rob Reiner and Sorkin even says that he wrote the scenes, but Rob Reiner was like, nope, throw this out. We're going back to what was in the play, (laughs) which I think is great. And I think it makes it much better. Yeah. I like that. And I was going to actually argue one other scene. I struggled with this. Like, I think there's one scene I might consider cutting. And that's the scene where we see exactly what Jessup orders Kendrick and uh, Markinson to do. At the very beginning, right, we have the bit where it's sort of like a flashback, right? Because at this point, the, we already know what's happened. And we see the scene yeah. where they're discussing what to do with him. And I feel like, yes, it's good because it gives you that moment of being able to say later, like, oh, that's not what happened. But I feel like it does rob some of the... The, the discovery part of the climax, right? Like the untangling part of the mystery because the audience already knows that the guys are lying and they're full of crap and they're they're covering their asses. And so in some ways, I kind I of... I can see your argument. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to say that it ruins the movie. It certainly doesn't, but like I no, also... It's, to uh, me, it changes it. Right? Yes. It obviously yeah. changes it, but it's like the question is, is the drama, did they or didn't they? Right. Or is the drama, how it? will he get yeah. them free? Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, and I think both work. Both work. I, I, I don't think it's necessarily a lesser movie this way. That's just my personal the way I would structure it. But who am I to argue with Aaron Sorkin? Interestingly, I was reading that Sorkin got the idea for the play from his sister, who had just started working with the U.S. Navy Judge Advocate General Corps Hmm. and was sent to Guantanamo Bay to defend a group of Marines who had come close to killing a fellow Marine in a hazing ordered by a superior officer. And like I was telling you, I believe as we watched... Sorkin wrote a lot of it on cocktail napkins while he was bartending at a theater, and he and his roommates had recently purchased a Macintosh 512K, so he would come home from work as a bartender and type up the cocktail napkins into the computer. Wow. And that's how he wrote the original play. Oh. He can bite me. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I, I really, I, certainly I think that Jack Nicholson is excellent. I think that Tom Cruise is good. I think that Demi Moore is good. I think, I actually, we were discussing him a bit and now I lost his name. So I'm going to stall until Kevin Pollack. Kevin Pollack. I thought Kevin Pollack was really good. Yeah, he's got yeah. a small role, but I think it's a, it's a yeah. key one. Yeah, I agree. I think they're all good. I'd say Tom Cruise is starting to get a little, I mean, he's already pretty Tom Cruisey by the time we saw him in his last <laughs> few movies, but I think that he's even more sort of fallen into it here, but he's, he's good. This is, this is, but this this is what he he's in moments you know again we talked about him not having a lot of range but when you put him in the right role he delivers and i think in this case that's true this is it's a very tom cruise character and it works like i was i ended up thinking a lot about jerry Maguire, not least of all because cuba gooden jr shows up but also i think there's some similarities between that role and this role and i think he kind of nails exactly what this character is yes except for when he had to be drunk i didn't think he did a convincing job being drunk he was, he was okay <laughs> parts of it but yeah it was a little bit overplayed i will say the demi moore character pretty good for the most part my only complaint with her as i think with a lot of sorkin women people will talk about like 
the competent women are there, but they're also there to like kind of prop up the guys. Yes. She had the idea, but she doesn't get to actually do it. Right. She has the pen, like, you know, even like little things like that. You know, she's kind of like mothering him. And I think that's sort of a trope that, that Sorkin's women often fall into. And we don't, she's basically the only female character of any note in the entire movie. <laughs> yes. I also will just give quick shout outs because they need my praise. Yeah, I thought sure. Kevin Bacon was great. Yeah. And I really, I think this may be my favorite Kiefer Sutherland performance. <laughs> like you hate Kiefer in this movie, he's but he's good. so good at it. Cause I don't usually hate him on screen. Usually you're supposed to like him on screen and I don't love Kiefer Sutherland the person. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But here he really made me hate him. And boy, Jack Nicholson really feels like he, He's, I feel like he's only in like four scenes in the movie, maybe five. It's not a lot, right? But it's really that last scene. I mean, that's the other yeah. reason I kind of thought about cu- cutting the early scene. That Even though it loses use of Nicholson, like in some ways having him kind of show up at the end there and like thunder and everything like, oh, uh, I think it like amps it up in some ways. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think he does deliver a lot. He's very... Uh, yeah he's his whole demeanor is very even through a lot of it right and i like that like it's sinister but it's not overplayed and then he gets to kind of let it all out in that last scene and i think that's great because the rest of the movie it means that you kind of get the idea this guy is simmering right like there is something beneath the surface there and it wants to get out and he does a great job of like of evincing that sort of barely contained like rage (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um and i yeah he really nails it i like all the bit players too i think the the actor played the judge he was great you know all the you know wiley popping in there i enjoyed him yeah. like there's just lots of little there's lots of little roles that i think really work out and and you know it, even given a movie that is largely about military personnel and so you have a lot of people who look like white guys with shaved heads you know i think they do well i even liked i really like the um harold i thought he so was I, I don't know if you've read this yet, but so uh, so Harold Dawson is played by Wolfgang Bodison, who was working on the film as a location scout. Huh. <laughs> and Rob Reiner was like, you're really good for this. Have you ever acted? And he said, this is Bodison who's telling the story. I said, no, man. He said, ever thought about it? No. He said, well, I'm trying to cast the movie and I haven't found anyone for Dawson who fits my vision. Won't you read for it? Bodison had never acted before, so he hired an acting coach and he nailed it and he got the part. How about that? Wow, that's, that's great. Incredible. I think he's good. I like him a lot in this. I, I thought the the guy who played um, uh, Downey was also really good. Like, you know, different sort of role, but like I, it was affecting in what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, overall, I, I give this a real thumbs up. I think it was great. A, of the three Tom Cruise movies that we have just watched, I think I would put this I would put this above uh, Top Gun. Oh, I would too. I feel like this one... It's got more meat to it. Yes, this one, I mean... I'm obviously I'm always going to be in the tank for Sorkin because I really do love what he does and how he does it and the good and the bad I'll take it all. But I also just feel like this one felt the movie doesn't have to be real for me like that, but this one just felt it felt so meaty, right? Yeah, Every, it's got it's got a lot to so it. So much cast and they're so good and so much stuff happening and like I've seen it like I said multiple times, but the the plotting and how they get there and how they figure it out just feels really i mean it's sorkin right it just feels really well done it's dense and things pay off the only thing that doesn't quite ever pay off is like was he supposed to have shot across the wall did the other guy engage like they kind of let that thread drop a little. yeah that's a good point that's a good point they don't really explain whether or not that actually happened or not but you know i I just i do I, i agree with you i think this is my my favorite of these tom cruise films we've watched and all i can say for sure is i would not want to uh, I was saying to this to you guys, I would not want to be in the military. I wouldn't want to trade places oh, yeah, with anything. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we talked a little bit about that last week on Top Gun. 
you know, I, I mentioned my story about being called by a military recruiter. And I, I had a, a guy once tell me I wasn't too old to join the military when I was probably in my early 30s. And I was like, yeah, I think it's, I think the ship sailed for me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think <laughs> there, are, there are elements like, you know, where I feel like, all right, if I really needed to, I could maybe go do this. But yeah, especially being like, I could not be a... I could not be like a Marine. I don't think I, not just because I'm not physical enough to be a Marine, but like that, I could not handle that lifestyle. It's just not for me. Oh, I, you know, he didn't talk about uh, after watching Christopher Guest. He is just <laughs> in so that one creepy, scene, <laughs> creepy, weird, and great. Totally believable to me. And it's a I don't know, great I little, it. you know what I think works there is it's also a great little vignette because you come out of it understanding exactly, exactly who this guy was and why he did what he did, right? You understand without being need to told, like be explicitly told that he faked the record and the reason he faked the record was probably because he missed something and he would have been up for like malpractice essentially. Uh, like, and that's it. That's all you need to know about that guy. <laughs> yeah, but man, I I guess I am to a degree a sucker for a good courtroom drama and I am also an active disliker of bad courtroom mm, drama, and mm. this feels like really good. Like you learn stuff about the case in the trial, and it's right? Like, they don't they don't always tell you. Here's what Tom's going to do in court today. He just starts doing it, and then you realize you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Well, it's it's <laughs> tricky too, right? Because like that's where we come back to that idea of like seeming real, because. Yeah the you know in a lot of these cases court trials are not that dramatic right like people know everything ahead of time because the whole point is don't ask a question you don't know the answer to so you don't put somebody on the stand unless you know exactly what they're gonna say but like with the doctor he knew where he wanted to go and had the you know the doctor's exam paperwork ready whatever but yeah all right well lex thank you for introducing me to a few good men i really enjoyed it um my wife was watching over my shoulder for a little while even though i know she's seen it before and she was enjoying it as well and you're on headphones yeah there you so go she could only read the subtitles uh she, she's reading the terrible captions we have to talk oh about God. that briefly the captions on this movie are very bad in many places they like he kind of felt like it was being written by some guy on a word budget he's like oh yeah that's too many words i can't use all those <laughs> some guy who just wasn't a fast typist was right. my guess he's like yeah I I understand it. It's dense, right? Like Sorkin stuff got a lot of denseness into it. And that's why sometimes there's differences between subtitles and captions. But if you're you're expecting the captions to be word for word, they are not. They claim that if you're an actor in a Sorkin project, that you're meant to read it verbatim. Like you cannot fuss around with the script. If he has you repeating a word, you repeat the word, whatever. But this caption artist did not get that memo. And the one that I found particularly egregious, I can't remember exactly what the line was, but it was, yesterday he was drinking half a bottle of Jack, and today he's ready to leap tall buildings in a single bound. And the caption was, yesterday he was drunk, and today he's, he's Superman. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what he said. Yeah, there was, what he said. There was another one later on where like Demi Moore was making a point about like some evidence and they, it was like, is this evidence which is bad because blah, 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 blah. And like, they just chopped off the second half of the sentence. They're just like, this is evidence which is bad. And I'm like, but, but there was more to that sentence. <laughs> yeah. So thumbs down to the captions. Thumbs down on the captions. But uh, Dan, I, I don't know what we should watch next. A movie is my prediction. Yeah. Well, I mean, this week you picked a movie that I hadn't seen. What if yeah. next week we, we trade places and we pick a movie that you haven't seen? I think that is a fantastic idea. And if only your wordplay hinted to me what movie that might be. Hmm, Let's think about it a little bit. No, next week, Lex, we're going to watch a movie that I've seen once and it was a long time ago, but we're going to watch it anyways. And that movie is Trading Places. And we will... have many thoughts that I'll save for next time. Yeah, we'll save that for next week. So I'm I'm looking... I'm interested to see how that movie has uh, aged since I saw it. (laughs) 
Uh, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Poorly is my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, Dan, I don't know. We're going to keep watching the truth, keep handling the truth. I don't know. What are we going to keep doing until then, Dan? Uh, we're going to keep watching the films because that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, Works for me. members, write in with your suggestion of how we should end this show. <laughs> but until then, we'll keep fumbling the end. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, Nobody puts, puts a bag in the closet. In the closet. <laughs> <laughs>